0: What's up, mi gente? I'm Juan Ayala from Latin Babbler Show, and you're listening to Latin Arte, where we bring you exclusive interviews with rising Latin stars of the world. ¿Listos? ¡Vamos! What back. is up, mi gente? Welcome back to another episode of Latin Arte from the Latin Babbler Show. I am your host, Juan Ayala, and joining me today as my co-host is Silvia, a.k.a. Cosmo Latina. Silvia, welcome back.
1: Thank you, Juan. I'm excited to be back on Latin Arte.
0: Absolutely. So happy to have you with us. And we're also joined by an actor that you know and love from hit sitcoms like Moesha and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Dramas Generation Kill and Castle. And here to talk with us about the final season of NBC's This Is Us, it's John Huertas. John, welcome to La Enarte. How are you? What's happening? It's great to be here.
1: So, John, before we get into This Is Us and your body of work, when and where did your acting
2: career start? At At first, I thought you were saying you were getting, before you said of work, I thought you were just going to talk about my body.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, wait, no. We can uh, get that later.
2: (laughs) Um, So, uh, I mean, you know, I started, I I wanted to be an actor since I was in second grade, and, uh, you know, I had my own kind of, my own stepping stones I went through to get to the point of being an actor, you know, served in the Air Force for eight years, and I studied theater while in the Air Force, but, um, you know uh it's it, my my career started really in 1995 when i got here after the air force and um was lucky enough to start working that year and then it's you know Mo- moesha wasn't too far beyond that and then you know it's it's been a journey to to where we are today um and uh it's been you know we've had some bumpy roads mm-hmm. big roadblocks uh especially as latinos so you know it's all it's 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 been a, it's for me it's always been about going against the grain uh of what hollywood always wanted to do with latinos and, and have Latinos of doing so uh i think i've done okay to, to kind of change the perspective of, of what my landscape could have been um by the roles that I've, I've been able to to portray
0: uh so firstly thank you for your service eight years that is Incredible. So, so uh, really thank you for, for serving. And, um, and yeah, I was just, you know, looking through your, your IMDB, seeing all of these early credits you had on, on some pretty big sitcoms and then, uh, you know, doing comedies. And then you sort of veered over to, uh, to dramas and eventually leading you to shows like castle and now with this is us. So, um, did you early on, did you have a preference for a type of genre you wanted to tackle or was it more, whatever they send me, I'll take it.
2: I mean, I think I've always been kind of uh, goofy, so I wanted. I think early in my career, I definitely leaned into comedy. I went through the Groundlings um, program, and I did stand up when I first uh, got here. Um, I was, you know, I had I was bored at ADD. I had to do something, uh, so I, I think comedy was always um, a part of what I really wanted to do at the beginning. Um, you want to make people laugh. I think I kind of had that in me because of my experience in in school and, you know, moving from uh, one place where there were people that looked like me uh, to moving to a place where people, nobody looked like me, except for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to avoid being, getting bullied and things like that, you make people laugh uh, or to avoid even getting into, uh, you know, fights where I was the one getting in trouble, you make people laugh. Um, So that comedy was my thing. But, you know, the thing about Castle, for, for instance, you know, we brought comedy to a genre, uh, the Mm -hmm. um, procedural Procedurals. We brought a certain level of comedy. Nathan uh, and myself and, and Seamus, Dever, we always tried to find uh, the humor, the levity um, in, in a scene and, and create a bit of some sort that gave what would normally be just a regular cop scene a little something extra, you know. Um, but I love, you know, I love This Is Us. This Is Us technically was pitched to me as a drama or a drama D at the beginning. And we have very funny moments. And Susie Kletchy Watson is one of the funniest people I know. She's Mm -hmm. so funny. So brilliant. We talk about comedy all the time. Um, So, uh, you know, I love, I love both. And I think now the the lines are, are blurred a little bit more. Um, In fact, some of the stuff that I'm developing, we call it a comedic drama.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of this is us, We heard that when you first booked the role, you didn't know initially that your character would be shown in these two time periods and aged up or that you'd be Rebecca's second husband. What was your reaction to hearing or reading of that for the first time?
2: I'll tell you how I heard about it the first time I got cast. The character's name was Mike. I was going to be playing Milo's best friend. I had Castle had just gotten canceled. I didn't really want to jump onto a, uh, a network show right away because uh, I was on one for eight seasons. And I was like, I want to look at some of that streaming, you know, prestigious cable stuff that's out there. um, But they said, you got to watch this pilot. I watched it. The pilot was ridiculously amazing. I was like, can I be a part of that? And then, uh, you know, for, for a while until I find one of these dope ass streaming things. And then, um, so I'm just, I'm just Milo's best friend. I'm, you know, what do you want me to do? I'm gonna come in every once in a while, and then I got a call saying, hey, come to uh, Deep in the Valley. There's this makeup uh, special effects house. They need to do a life cast, you know, put the whole silicone and plaster whole thing from your shoulders, mm-hmm. up the top of your head. You got two little holes to breathe through. And I was like, why? They do that on Star Trek, which I'd love to work on Star Trek, but they do that on, on, on Trek. Why, why are we doing it on Milo's best friend, you know, Jack's best friend? And when I got to the makeup house, and I, I literally asked them, like, "Why are we doing this?" They said, "Oh, because you know, when you, we age, you when you're married to Rebecca." And I had to stop. I'm like, "Look, you guys, I don't know if you read the scripts, but Jack's married to Rebecca." And they were like, <laughs> "They were like, yeah, but you're married to her present day," and and I'm like, "What?" I didn't, I didn't know that. That's when I found out, and it was I didn't even it wasn't even in any of the scripts I had read yet. So, um, uh that's that's the story and i was you know i i'm i am a trekkie and so i got into like i was like this is my version of star trek i get to put on the alien makeup me elder miguel is like an alien
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's funny my assumption would have been like all they have to do oh god are they killing me off some gruesome injury that they have to put on my face (laughs) or something (laughs) no So, uh, you know, there are so many big surprises and twists in the show every season. It feels like every episode, there's some big revelation. Um, And I know that, you know, communication differs from show to show. So would you get a heads up when one of these like big twists were coming or was it sort of revealed to you at the table read?
2: We don't do table reads, um, but we I think we've done one in the entire life of the show, Um, but we usually do know when the big twists are coming. Dan's not that mean to us. So um we knew we knew Jack was gonna die. Uh I knew after that makeup test. Um so yeah, I mean, you know, and, and, and a lot of it is collaborative. You know, the writers and the and the showrunners and the and the, and Dan, they want to they want to talk to us about story. They really value um the actors as artists and our opinions. And so they collab with us. They have their map, they have their plans, but they do collab with, with us a lot. And I, and I was very lucky for them to collab with me a ton on Miguel because, you know, we didn't really have uh, anybody Latino in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. And so if they want to get Miguel's backstory and his, uh, you know, diverse background correctly, they w- would speak to me, they would have to. And I would, and I every year made sure that we were talking about it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's it's, it's it's been such a collaboration that there's there's there hasn't been any big surprise. There, the biggest surprise, I will actually let me reverse that a little bit. Last season, when we found out that uh, Katoby was not going to be a Katobi anymore, that was a big surprise to me, and it actually made me sad. Um, that that I thought their love story was was so awesome, so cool, so beautiful, so different, uh, and the fact that they're going to be uh, no more is still a little a little sad to me.
1: Precisely really... of that and so many other surprises and twists, unexpected twists, the show has got people crying every week, many relating to different characters. And I know that what resonated for me, particularly because of what was going on in my personal life, was when Miguel became Rebecca's caregiver and the process that it took, especially for Randall to give Miguel the place that he deserved in Rebecca's life. How did you tap into that?
2: So my mother in law has also uh, been diagnosed with um, dementia, and so is my mother. Mm. Uh, and uh, my wife's best friend, you know, same age as my wife, uh, her husband got diagnosed super <laughs> early and it, and it, he just passed away in December, uh, and it was a very rapid um, decline. so, that is a, that stuff surrounds me. And so, uh, and you know, so my own personal experience with it, um, helped me really get ready to, to be a part of that story and that storyline. But, um, you know, I really felt that we, you know, Miguel had to be the caregiver. Um, and Randall's always inserting himself and trying to, you know, uh, be that person in the, in the world of this is us. And I think that, um, you know, it, his eyes had to be opened to, to that as a character in order for that character to grow. Cause Randall was starting to feel to me personally, as a fan of the show, he was starting to feel a little selfish, a little self-centered. And like, you know, I'm the person who can save everybody and everything and everyone. So, um, I felt like, you know, it was really Rebecca that stepped up and said Miguel's Miguel is my my life partner, this is his responsibility and you're going to listen to me. And I love that. Um, so yeah, I think that it's going to be uh, something that you guys really, uh, you know, as, as an audience, you'll see that, that, uh, it's hard as a as a, as a caregiver to deal with this. And
0: it's something that is a reality for so many people yeah. Um, because just dementia is so common. And, and again, that's why the show has been as successful as it has because everyone's resonating with someone, someone yeah. in that family. They're just like, that's me. It's like really, even if uh, the representation isn't there racially or ethnically, it's still like, that's still my reality. I am this person, whether it's the struggling actor or, or, you know, well, whoever it is, it's, um, yeah.
2: it's very much reality. Well, I think that sometimes people, you know, in our industry and just in general, forget that um, Latinos, especially—you know—we're all Latino here. So, you know, especially we we experience the same life events that Anglo's, that African Americans, Asians—we all share so many life experiences. We don't. All of our stories don't take place uh, in the barrio. Not all of our stories take place are or, or about immigration. Isn't at the center of it. But a lot of the stories that we are fed through media and through television, those that's those are the stories, those, those are the center of the stories. And so I think the thing about this is us is like you you have you have some representation on the show uh, and it's more about the quality of representation than the quantity of representation yeah. instead of throwing 10 immigration stories at us. And one, you know, to, to balance that, you have one story about a Latino who's become successful. He gets the girl. He's supportive of his family. He shares love. He loves. He shares situations. That shows, um, you know, that, that we all experience that regardless of our background. And Latinos want to see themselves experiencing love, a success. And I think that, that one thing that's been positive about This Is Us with my character in particular and something that I've helped, you know, that they've allowed me to help talk about and speak about for Miguel is, um, is, has been a special experience.
1: Absolutely. And the goal of our show is to showcase Latinx voices and talent and to make sure that they get a platform to share their stories. As you were talking about representation, it, it's, it is better now right, than it was back in the day. <laughs> now mm-hmm. looking back, do you remember the first time you saw a performance that made you feel represented
2: well, I, it's it's there there are, there are two different um, answers to that question. I think the first time I saw someone on screen that I was like, "Oh, that's me." Uh, was uh, Isai Morales in Bad Boys, which was with Sean Penn, um, and I said, "That that guy looks and sounds like me." Uh, but he, but he was still in prison and trying to kill Sean Penn. So it mm-hmm. wasn't my personal experience, but he looked and sounded like me. So that's that one. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen anybody that's had my exact experience. But you know, the first time I really felt like, oh, there's someone who's a good person, a hero, was Chips and Eric Estrada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he played a cop. He was one of two leads, and he was, uh, you know, a hero. That's that's when I was like, you know, that's who we are. That's who we can be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it counterbalanced that Isai Morales character where I saw someone who looked to sound like me who was a prisoner and trying to and a bad guy and trying to kill somebody. But this is, you know, this is the other side of that. We can we can we we have a choice. We can be this or we can be that. Um so that's that's but but for me, I, I haven't seen a lot of uh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen enough. It's not that I haven't seen a lot. I haven't seen enough, and I haven't seen enough quality. I've seen plenty. I've seen plenty, but just the quality. Where's our master of none? Where's our Latino master of none? Where's our you know the where you know that that's the that's the kind of stuff I'm still looking for. The quirky stories. The you know this you know more of the sci-fi. I love seeing Wilson Cruz on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, not only uh, you know a Puerto Rican doctor, the best doctor in the show, but also, someone who is in a same-sex relationship with someone, and a and a and in a interracial relationship, a bi a biracial relationship. You know, one. I want to see more of that. We mix. We we we. You know that that's. I love. You know, now that we're seeing more quality, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. It's been um, so impactful. You know, growing up, seeing how much their representation has changed. Uh, I remember one of the first like Latin families I saw new Latin families I saw on TV was in George Lopez show. And then there wasn't another show like that for such a long time. And now it's like, you know, Latin dramas and Latin shows are popping up everywhere, like Hentified And, um, with the new series Promised Land one of my favorites this year and you know I've been I tweeted the other day I was like where's the Latin succession where's the Latin sex in the city like there are all these shows that would work so well Amazon has
2: something Amazon has has something coming that if it's done right would be like a succession meets true blood we'll see Um, (laughs) we'll see if that hopefully it comes to fruition but what I'd like to see and this should be very personal to you uh, Juan um, is Marvel finally doing a you know a, a, a Latino superhero. Yeah, been waiting um, for it. <laughs> and, and, and you know, Moon Knight. I love that um, Oscar Isaac is is playing Moonlight Moon Knight, and we see you know a Latino in a superhero uh, character, but the character is not Latino. Um, but Hector Ayala, who is the White Tiger, uh, who is a, in my opinion one of the ba- ba- like most badass uh, Marvel superheroes there are. That's somebody. That's a story that should be told. And I'm charging you, Juan, since you share the same last name, to push Marvel to make that fucking movie. I have been
0: manifesting. So I'm also an actor. So I've been manifesting that for so long. I'm like, look, we share the same last name. You know, he's a New York guy. I'm here in Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. Hey, well, check you this know? out. Go to my Vimeo page, and uh, I got a Vimeo page. You go to my Vimeo page, and you see my proof of concept. Cause I pitched Marvel TV, the idea of the white tiger, uh, back, you know, uh, that's been like maybe seven or eight years ago. So you'll see, you'll see my proof of concept of the white tiger. It's I'm
0: a, it's, absolutely going to check that out. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I uh, so, oh, That's so bad. I said, that's so cool. Um, so, you know, before we wrap up just, um, You've had such a uh, long and successful career. So, is there any advice or words of wisdom that you can share with any of the young uh, Latinx actors who might be listening?
2: I mean, my advice is just to, um, you know, if you want to do this, do it. If you are an actor, just don't say, "I want to be an actor." You are an actor, and find a way to act. And there's so many different ways to do it. Whether it's uh, on stage, um, whether it's you creating your own thing for Vimeo, YouTube, or any other platform. Uh, you have to be seen and never quit. Just don't quit. doesn't matter uh, if it's in your heart, then you have to just follow it and just don't quit and and just do it.
0: Awesome. John, thank you so much for joining us today on Latin Arte. And and again, congratulations on such a successful run of the show. Um, I can't wait to see this last couple of episodes. Um, If folks want to find you on Instagram, where can they find you? At John Fuertes. Awesome.
1: You can follow me at Cosmo Latina Cares.
0: And follow me at Juan Ayala Official and visit LatinBabbler.com. Follow us on Instagram at LatinBabblerShow for more of our content. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch new episodes of our podcast there and across all podcasting platforms. And don't miss John Huertas and the return of the final season of This Is Us February 22nd on NBC and catch up on Peacock and Hulu. Thanks for joining us, y'all. We are out. o estando allá afuera porque para mí mira no existen fronteras